Hello family, friends, fans and fellow adventurers, and welcome back to the Practical Heroes flagship campaign, Immortals, set in the entirely homebrew world of Eroth. Last time, Gunnark, as Elian, entered the council building, ready to speak to the council of Mordothak. He approached them and asked that they ignore the neutrality of Promethea and send more Dothak troops to help defend the floating city. At the very least, failing that, they had to protect their own city. As Gunnark also told them, that it's not out of the realm of reason that the Harbingers would target their weakness and exploit key areas of their location, such as the generator. Whilst this was going on, Merry, Yuri, and Ethan finally found their way to the Welcoming Dragon, a rather quaint tavern with wall-to-wall -wall casks of alcohol and various pipes connecting them all to tubes which ran behind the bar. After a brief discussion and not much pause to think or question, Yuri ordered three mugs of Death's Dare a combination of every single alcohol that the tavern had to offer. With the three mugs passed around, Merry went to watch some dwarves playing headcase, and Ethan and Yuri asked a few more questions about the fighting pit. At this point, Merry, while they're talking, um, most of the dwarves have been knocked out of their seats, and there's like three or four of them left. A few of them have got back up. One of them is just not moving. <laughs> Um, and, like, now there's an actual gap at the table. One of them notices you and goes, Oh, sorry, are you wanting to join? Uh, yeah, sure, let's do this. What do I do? <laughs> My god, this is gonna be amazing. <laughs> you ever played Headcase before? I haven't. <laughs> Alright. If we could insert the sound of a straw finishing off a cup of <laughs> liquid right there, that would You're be You're gonna great. be Tamer. <laughs> <laughs> but... I am uh, travel sized for your convenience, so. <laughs> well, uh, three rules to headcase drink fast, punch first, punch hard. Easy enough. Yeah, let's, let's try it. Yeah, why not? Why not? When, when in this place. When in, when in the dragons. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, given that you have said you've now finished your drink, they slide a uh, tankard of ale over to you. Uh, because this is usually done with ale and not <laughs> death's dare. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, they slide it over to you, and the one who kind of introduced you goes, All right, as it's your first time, uh, you can pick your target. And they're all kind of just like leaning in, flexing, <laughs> grinning. It's it's like they're having a good bit of fun. Um, there's a few look kind of scrawny. There's two or three of them look absolutely jacked. There's one dude who's just like beard full of soot, absolutely stacked, just like staring at you. No like facial expression, just like, sir, dude. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Well, let's go with 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 you there, uh, Big Strong. Why not? Why? Mary just bodies <laughs> this guy. I will need you to make no. me a constitution check, please. A check, not a saving throw, to see who drinks first. got a 16. Okay. Um, so this, this one who was like announcing to you just, so we hit the tankards on the table three times on the count of three, you drink, you're ready. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's go. Yeah. And they just, and you just, and they're like, you can hear them like snickering and chuckling, like there's no way. And you just slam the tanker down and you can see he's still drinking. Everyone around you is just open mouthed. And one of them just punch him. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. Make a strength check, I'll say, instead of just an attack roll because he's not trying to stop it or anything. Oh man. Shoot. I was ready to go to my attacks. Uh, strength. You literally beat him by uh, one. Fourteen. <laughs> Fourteen? Mm-hmm. Okay. You just, like, jump up onto the table. <laughs> Scott, because he's on, like, the complete <laughs> opposite <laughs> end of the table, like you saw the other dwarf do. But so he can't, he sees me coming. You just like, you start scrambling across the table. You see him drinking. He's like lowering the tankard, looking all like, ah, oh, I've totally won this, right? And you watch the eyes widen as you close the distance and just like <laughs> Superman punch him in the face. And the chair like wobbles back at him. He's like, what? <laughs> it wobbles forward. Oh! And he just topples out of the chair. Yeah! <laughs> I did like it! On the ground in shock. <laughs> just like. <laughs> she does a quick little river dance on top of the table. The cloak is billowing wild. Oh, yeah. Everyone's going absolutely nuts. <laughs> and he just, like, you hear from the ground, he's still, like, in the chair, perfectly sat on it, just flat on his back. <laughs> and he just. I have never lost a game of Headcase in my life. What just happened? <laughs> and everyone's you just, just like, got mirrored. Yeah, what is the name of our new champion? <laughs> you can call me, uh, it's Merida, but my friends call me Mary. You can call me Mary. Mary! Ah, they're all like slamming on the table. <laughs> as Yuri and Yuri Ethan, like, sees what's going on. Like, you turn around and you see Mary is drinking with this dwarf, and you're like, oh god, she's having more to drink. And then Yuri's like, hold up. This is the head case table. And you guys watch as she just slams the tanker down, scarpers across the table, and just knocks him flat on his back. <laughs> Why the go, Mary? Holy. Wow. All right. She can we, definitely handle we herself. We know that halfling. <laughs> they were just like, ah, come yeah. join us. <laughs> How about one quick around the head case, Ethan? Come on. Hey, you can go ahead and do that. I'm good. Fine. Okay, you you think about the little plan we had. If anything, if you want, maybe scope out the competition. Well, we don't I have mean, to. 
Hmm. I think the only issue I have is that only one of us is actually getting money out of it. And we're going to have to split that in three ways. And then that's going to be less. Think about it. Hold on. Me and you fight each other, right? We get up the bets. Mary mm-hmm. places a bet on me, the underdog, mm-hmm. which always pays out more, gives a big prize pot. And of course, we split it three ways. Okay. Now, yeah, it's not, it's not just our money. Since armed pays more. Are we doing unarmed or armed? <laughs> Ethan's about to dissect Yuri. <laughs> <laughs> well, see. Well, if I gotta, if if Ethan's gotta lose, I mean, Ethan he probably will lose. watch his swings. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, change of plans. <laughs> well, for I think either is fine, but we got to remember, me and you are more putting on the performance of a good I get fight. It. I get it. I get it. So not, you know, kind of pulling the punches, making it look good. Kind of pulling the punches, stabs Yuri through the throat. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I'm going to do a case of this. Think it over, and if you have any more input after this round, we'll we'll figure it out, okay? Sounds good. I'm going to go fucking try and... uh, I walk up to the table, slam down my tankard of uh, death there. All right, how... I want to get in on this. All right, pick your opponent. And you can, like, he's still flat on his back, like, what just happened? (laughs) Well, I clearly don't want the one that got taken up by little halfling here. Uh, There's just like no, no offense. Raucous laughter. <laughs> Omirio climbed want... down off Ethan the table. Yells, Ethan yells out, "Take on the new champion!" <laughs> you, gotta... you see her, you get a grin. Mary, what do you say? Well, I mean, if you think you can punch this cute mug, you're welcome to try. <laughs> Challenge accepted, Mary. Let's do this. I mean, it is a good thing you decided <laughs> to challenge Mary because I preemptively rolled for your other person and rolled a nat 20. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank God. Yuri was about to meet <laughs> the Revelry King for real. <laughs> well, that was a good suggestion then. All right, yeah. so the pair of okay. you, Constitution check. Mary, 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 Mary. Thirteen. No offense, Yuri. I'm gonna post a picture in the chat that way I'm not lying. Uh, one sec, because I got a nineteen. Ooh. Nice. Yuri, thumbs up. <laughs> it switches over. <laughs> I just put it in adventurers 101. Uh, adventuring 101. I didn't mean to, but so anyway. So yeah, nineteen. Okay. Um, at the very least. The 19 means you do finish first. So you slam yeah. your tankard down and you can see Mary is still drinking a bit slower this time. The alcohol's probably hit her at this and, point. Yeah. This is like drink three. <laughs> for, she's, she's like 80% alcohol right now. Um, but the table is yours. You may punch her if you wish. This is headcase. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I'll say at the uh, moment, you've yet to, like, slam down the tankard. You're just, like, eyeing her over the okay. side. Yeah. Uh, okay, hold on. I'm gonna... I'm making a D4 roll for myself to Everything's see if you're gonna go full on. right now. Yeah. <laughs> even... Even number, Yuri full-on gets into headcase and punches your, punches Mary. Awesome. Odd. <laughs> odd number. He does, like, a little playful, like, uh, well, that's a two. Nice. So, so it's a full-on fucking. Uh, I'm gonna slam it down right. and fucking 
Hit Mary. <laughs> uh, with the knuckle duster Hopefully. or without the knuckle duster? <laughs> without the knuckle duster. Okay, so it will it'll be uh, the... Uh... Yeah, as I go to slam it down, I'll make my prayers disappear, because yeah. that's my... That's so it's my, the, uh, uh, the strength plus the... Or the one plus the strength without the knuckle dusters. So it's just a straight strength. Roll. It's one plus strength for an unarmed strike. Oh, okay. So the modifier. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Unarmed strike. Okay. Which I only I do three total if I do hit her. So. So. That's a fucking nat twenty. Nice. <laughs> so. Yuri getting fully into head cases. He's hearing everyone else cheering for the other person. He's like, "No, no, I don't lose it." Head case and full on like tucks his <laughs> knees in. Sata springs out of the chair, rockets across the table, <laughs> and just connects with Mary's face with the full power of a Sata jump behind it. <laughs> nice. Holy... Yuri, you're supposed to hold back your damn punch. She knew what she was getting into. Mary, I love you. I'm sorry. I can't feel my face. <laughs> you, you, only take, you only take... You only take... If you take that, you only take six points of bludgeoning damage. He's also had <laughs> three alcohols, right. so... <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I can't see my face. The, uh, the one the dwarf next to you <laughs> just claps you on the shoulder, Marion. Welcome to Headcase. Gets you real drunk real fast. <laughs> Ethan helps up Miri. You alright? Yeah. Jeez. Am I <laughs> Sorry I instigated this. <laughs> she like, wipes the blood off of her broken nose. I'll be fine. I was really rooting for you. Yeah. Just letting you know. Thank you, Ethan. You're a sweet, you're a sweet, you're a sweet man. One of the other dwarves on the other side of Mary holds out like a handkerchief. Thank you. <laughs> well, well, you kind of gentle darts, your new <laughs> champion has to take a break because I'm going into the dragon. You're, you're just sat and hit a woman. That's not nice. You hit a girl. Ooh. That's a bit of a dick. She, <laughs> she was the champion. <laughs> I don't discriminate. Champion's a champion. Uh, maybe it's more sexist of you to say just because she's a woman, she can't be champion and have all the benefits and the targeting that comes with being or a Or maybe champion. we're just busting your balls and they all just burst out. I like you. In this case, you get punched hey, in the barkeep. face. That's how it works. Uh, Yuri will like lean back. Hey, Barkeep, how much for a round for everybody? A round of what? <laughs> uh... You're cheap shit. I'm not that expensive. You know, I'm not that rich. Uh, our cheapest, which is what you're drinking for headcase, is two copper apiece. All right, a round for everybody on Yuri. They all just... Yeah! <laughs> we love Yuri! <laughs> well, like, couple gold cover it. Easily. There's only like seven of them. Okay. Oh, okay. I meant in the <laughs> like entire a single tavern. gold. Oh, in the entire tavern, then yeah. Like Yeah. Yeah. I mean even then a single gold would still probably cover it. <laughs> okay. I'll say single gold and like tell the bar the next the hour. 
<laughs> Perfect. I toss him a gold piece and say, next few drinks are on the array. On. All right. Uh, I'll let them know. Perfect. Uh, Mary, come. Uh, I think it's I think it's time we uh, leave headcase to the actual headcases. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at this point, Seth, the door to the Companions Guild comes blasting open, <laughs> and like all noise inside the inn stops. Everyone looks around, because the door doesn't normally get, like, slammed open in this quite upmarket establishment. And you can just see Quijo, who stood in the doorway, like, ever so slightly panting. Uh, 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 mid- you! I mid-conversation, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Huh? Yeah. <laughs> just, like, arm outstretched, pointing directly at you, just uh, um, uh, Tall said, uh, meet upstairs at Promethea. Uh, where are the others? I uh, believe they were something about fighting, uh, for sport, not for their lives. All right. Why am I in like seven different accents for one person? Uh, He's having you a hard Promethea. time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he just turns and sprints out of the doorway and like you see on the other side of the room patty just slowly looks at you and raises an eyebrow <laughs> at the like monk who just kicked in the front door pointed at you shouted and then ran <laughs> it's a uh well non non-companion business seems to be calling i will send word nods if nods at you I will send word if it uh, turns out we don't need the rooms. Sorry for any inconvenience. And I like... Be safe. <laughs> I get up and like big flourish leave. And like as you're standing up, Ed's like, uh, did he say Promethea? Uh, yes. Excellent. I have business tools there as well. Let's go. Stands I, I up. appreciate the escort. Large duster. Let's go. I I all right, and I start heading. I start heading out, and I don't have a cape of billowing, but I do know how to move so that it <laughs> seems like I do. You do have hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. I do know how to move <laughs> so that it seems feathers. natural. <laughs> he's he's just like bare chest <laughs> duster. Let's go. And just starts walking. <laughs> Bare chest, long coat crew. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Except, like, whereas Seth is, like, fairly slimline body going on, he's just, you know, the little dad bod duster. <laughs> Let's go. All right. And as Ups I stand his belly up, and starts as walking. As I stand up, I, uh, I, you know, like, do the adjust the coats and cast mage armor on myself and then just look at him and like pat him on the back and cast mage armor on him too and <laughs> hey i'm sparkly and here we go cool um so you three head down into the dragon's lair um through this trap door in the ground um 
and you come down, and as you're coming down, this, like, staircase spirals around this enormous cage in the center of a pit. Um, and there's, like, a fairly decent crowd around the side. <gasps> oh, God, I'm hiccuping like a maniac today. Um, <laughs> there's a fairly decent crowd around, like, the outside of the cage. Um... And like off to one side, you can tell it's clearly more like decorative than actual, but there's just this enormous pile of gold and jewels and gems giving like the vibe of a dragon's lair underground. Um, and like as you're coming down the stairs, spiraling around the cage, you can see there are two people fighting in the cage. Um, and this dwarf is just pummeling into this gnome. And just like one hand on the the gnome turns to run, and the dwarf like one hand on the back of the collar, one hand on like the back of the waist of his trousers, lifts him up over his head, and just throws him into the side of the cage, and the crowd's just going nuts. Uh, <laughs> like as we're walking cage down, shakes. Uh, as we're walking down, uh, I want to see or one or I want to try and see if a the fight they're having right now is an unarmed fight. It very much and looks unarmed, if... yeah. Okay. Like, they're to... both shoutless <laughs> and just punching. Okay. I want to see if there is a place where people are, like, being checked for weapons. and Like, if there's a place to turn in your weapons. Make a perception check. Perception. I have a plus two, so that's not bad. Oh, you motherfucker, that's a five. Um, and literally, it's I quite use the clear digital dice and it like unarmed. literally like almost is a 16. Amazing. Okay. Um, it is quite clearly unarmed. Um, I mean, even with a five, like all of this stuff is very out in the open. It's quite hard to miss. Um, right. You can see there is like, just next to the cage, there is a table and you can see like a bunch of weapons and armor on it that they clearly took off before entering the ring. Um, okay. and you also see in the crowd this like electric blue hair and the face just slowly turns and looks at you in just slow wave and you're like it's like as you're scanning through you look at the cage and you're like wait hold up you look back and he's gone motherfucker <laughs> I, I hate this Mitch I hate it uh, Yuri's it. not gonna say anything cause like to, uh, I have it as a note, there's like a 20% chance of anything like this happening. And the last two times I rolled for it, I rolled 20 and 5. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Yuri, Yuri won't say anything about seeing this time. That? Did you see that, Yuri? Uh, yeah. I told you, they don't care about classes or weights or heights. Uh, you fight whoever you want to fight. Like, <laughs> as you're saying this, the gnome like runs at the dwarf and just gets clotheslined, hits the ground face first, gets picked up and just smacked back into the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you hear like over this. a very familiar sound of a loudener. Um it looks like we have a winner and the crowd just Yeah <laughs> Uh as we finish the last few steps. Uh oh man. Yeah. As we finish the last few steps, Yuri's gonna use a mask of many faces to make himself 
about a foot taller and a little bit bulkier enough to where his knuckle dusters are hidden by like looking like he's just yeah. that fucking bulky. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And hmm. yeah, so I want all the clothes to basically, the only thing that will look different besides being bare knuckle, like nothing on my hands is because I already took off my trench coat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that the chain mail is also hidden to keep my armor class up because I'm assuming I have to take that off. <laughs> so, so you see, you see before you now a basically oh satyr in just a kilt. <laughs> so Scotland, the brave starts playing in the background. Um, <laughs> uh, and I was going to say, and you would notice too on Yuri's back is a tattoo of a minotaur skull wrapped in, uh, wrapped in thorns. Nice. Yuri has a tramp stamp. Um, at this What do you see my moment... back yet, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Little do you know it's on my lower back. <laughs> um, at this moment, what would Elian be doing? Or Gunnark? Having probably made his way back to the floating disc by now and be descending back into the proper. Or heading up to Promethea, I can't... You said you are yeah. going up to Promethea, weren't you? Yeah, I'll be ascending to Promethea. Um, I've been... Ascending. Ah! <laughs> um, I basically, my plan at the moment is to go to Promethea um, and find whoever the leaders of Promethea are and basically do this, do the same whole thing over again. Um, okay. Where like, the, I have to get that done and then after that, I can worry about like personally doing things and like looking for things. But at the moment it's like, I just need them to be like ready. Cause if they're not, they're going to get destroyed. So you, uh, you reach the skyline. Um, and with your passive perception, it's quite hard to miss. Um, you see not only just like the side of a giant airship because it's the size of like a small city effectively but you also see this enormous like metal building on top of which is this enormous looking cannon (laughs) that's probably the like world famous original ether cannon of Mordothak and it's like super high-tech looking compared to like any form of arcana mechanics you've ever seen there's dwarven runes all along the side of the turret of it and it looks like it's operated from inside this giant building that it's on top of and you can see like there's queues of people outside like waiting to go in and have like a look around the cannon there's people just marveling it from outside there's guards all around it um and you can see as well looking back to Promethea, this long, um, I want to say drawbridge, but I know that's not the right word, but you know what I mean. Gangplank, probably best word. Whatever you use to walk onto a ship that I can't currently think of the word for. (laughs) Um, And just these two enormous minotaur. just these two enormous minotaurs in like full armor, massive weapons, 
just one on either side of the gangplank, stopping people as, like, next person comes forward, they stop them, talk to them, that person goes on, etc. And there's, like, a long line of people waiting to get onto Promethea. Uh, I walk directly past the line, uh, and straight up to the, to Minotaur. Um, okay. There, there's a lot of, hey, no pushing, as you are like, just striding past. Um, yes. and you kind of obviously come to one of them because there's the line and there's one on each side of the line, effectively. And, um, as you get close, he just turns and looks at you. You can, you can basically just see the eyes and the snout through the helmet. And he's, can I help you? Why, yes. I'm here to deliver a message to the leaders of Promethea. My name is Elian Kerora. I've been given permission to board and been vouched for by the Council of Mordorthak. It is of utmost importance that I board this ship immediately. Has word reached them yet? Yes, it has. <laughs> he looks over at the other one and just shrugs. All right. And he, like, steps to the side to let you on, and people in the queue are like, Hey, what's he doing? He's alone! And like, oh, shit. <laughs> Flinches um, back. <laughs> and then I will look uh at the guard before passing and say, I was also told that I would be allowed to bring on my compatriots, you know, servants and things like that. Um, my you know, my compatriots will be arriving and I'll give him a description of uh, my the people that I know. Uh, so like, I wouldn't include Ed, I have no idea, mm -hmm. but I would, I would describe Seth and Ethan and Yuri and Mary. Um, and, like their general description and say, uh, when they arrive, please uh, don't make them wait in the queue. I will require their assistance on board immediately. Uh, thank you very much. There's just like a little snort and he like taps the handle of this giant pole arm on the ground. Uh, yeah, and then I will just uh, walk right onto Promethea. Okay. Um, you head on, and you're effectively, like, below the main deck. Um, and there's just people everywhere. Just all over the place. <laughs> um, do I see any indication of where I would go? I... I... Jared, am assuming, based on the layout of, like, ships, that I probably have to go up to get to, like, a, you know, like a command deck kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, As and, Jared, you would be right. <laughs> right. But is there anything to indicate that or indicate some sort of, like, layout or a map or anything anywhere nearby? Um, there is, like, a wall directly in front of you with a sign on it that says, like, main deck and has a diagonal arrow pointing upwards. <laughs> Alright, I will follow that and I'll try to make my way up to the main deck. Okay. <laughs> you, uh, you head on up and uh, you, you do come out on 
the main deck of Prometheus. And from here as well, like, you can see pretty much over more Dothak now. It's like the edge of it is just peeking over the top of this mountain range, and you can see, like, the whole of the Isles. And it's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty cool sight from just, like, the deck of this floating city. Um, and having a quick scan around, you can see a large... Oh, God, excuse me. Command center-looking building towards the back end of Promethea. Um, I think for the first time during this, like, little section, uh, Fuijo would see... Uh, or Fuiro would see um, Gunark pause and like not know what to do for a moment um, when he looks out across the aisles, just like mm -hmm. fully in shock. Um, and then after a moment would snap out of it and then head straight to the command center. Mm -hmm. um, you head there and you can see again, similar sight there's like a set of double doors and stood on either side of the double doors are in two enormous minotaur like forest green armor these shields with like a minotaur head and crossed swords as you get close they just can we help you actually you can i'm here to see whoever it is that leads this ship uh, flies it i I don't know what your terminology is. I have an important message. It needs to get to them immediately. I'm gonna make a persuasion check. Uh, that is a an eighteen. Nice. They uh they look at each other. All right, we'll be watching you and just open the door. And I stroll right in. Mm -hmm. uh, God, where are my notes for the Captain of Promethea? Now, if I remember correctly, Jordan, the one with the fancy coat was the captain of the ship that you were on, not Promethea. Because we went back and forth on this of like, should we do it as yeah, your yeah, ship yeah. or no, Promethea? The, yeah, no, the gnome with yeah. the fancy coat was the captain of the Horizon Chaser, which was the airship I was on. Yeah. Um, cool, 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 cool. Flicks through notes aggressively. <laughs> I'm sure we definitely have an NPC from the NPC list you could totally pick. Uh, I'm pretty sure I do have one. If you don't got one. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. So, I just didn't have a full description, so I'm, I'm writing in my Dead Myth Leather Journal as I make it up on the spot. So I can then add it into my notes later and not screw myself over. Thanks, Dead Myth. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is a human, BT dubs. That was basically all I really had originally. <laughs> um, I guess similar to like 
the vague description that they got of the owner of the welcoming dragon just this like generally like middle-aged kind of silver fox grizzled just like a pretty badass looking dude all around this one does have an eye patch um and he's currently like looking over maps on a table and as you walk in the head slowly lifts can i help you Yes, you may. Are you the captain of this vessel? Aye. Well, my name is Elian Kerora. Uh, I unfortunately do not come to meet you under good terms. I have bad news for you. I believe that Promethea is under attack. And I produce the note right away. And I say... As you're putting it out of your pocket, he goes, Harbingers? Well, yes. I believe so. Um, I've procured this note. I'm sure you might have heard from the council that I was coming, um, but I wanted to make sure no. that you knew the seriousness of the situation. I hadn't heard anything from the council yet, but um, we've had some word. We had a few of the Heralds of Divinity trying to get on board. Said they had to deal with the Harbingers. We said there are no harbingers. This is neutral ground, and we don't want any wars being fought on our city. I'm very appreciative of your peaceful nature. However, it is not your choice whether or not wars are fought on your ship. Uh, you may do your best to prevent them, but uh, if these people, these harbingers, get on board, I would recommend you take every precaution. If war does start, and you have claimed that it won't, and you have not prepared for war, you are bound to fail. I'm not saying it would never happen, I'm just saying we had heard something about this. We of course turned them away, we don't want any wars being fought here, but I'm pretty sure I had a feeling some of them would try and sneak on board anyway. Well, I hope they did. If they're here to stop the Harbingers, I'm sure they must be some sort of intelligent people. Now, here's the thing. If you look in that note, there's a specific mention of a key. They say they've found it. I don't know what that key is, but if they found the key, I'm sure they're trying to open something, start something, release something. If you know of a key on board that has power that might be uh, of want for the Harbingers, you should double-check that it is there and that it is the same key. You should also double your guards. You should make sure that you are on the lookout for any keys that may have gone missing. You should also probably double your guard around your engine rooms. These people like to target... Uh, places of import in cities and, and power structures. I recommend you uh, take guards away from the edge of Promethea. They will probably try to use that to their advantage. Uh, I would recommend you warn your people that this could be happening. Uh, there should be every chance to get off of a ship that might go down if 
If it's at all possible that a war starts, your people should be welcome to stay in Mordothak rather than go down with the ship. Here's my dilemma. If they have infiltrated, and I send word around for everyone to get off, they get off with the passengers, with my civilians, my denizens of my city. Do you see the issue? They then attack those civilians in Mordothak instead. Uh, here's the thing. While these harbingers are evil and clearly don't mind killing, they also are killing for a reason. I don't think they would just slaughter your civilians. They won't just slaughter people for no reason. It, unless they have something to gain, they won't kill your people in Mordothak. They would be stupid. They're clearly not. They are after something, whatever this key is, whether it's the key to start Promethea or stop Promethea or get into somewhere, they're looking for that. If they have that and they leave your ship, I'm sure your ship will be fine. What won't be fine is the rest of the world. I see your logic. As far as I'm aware, none of our keys have gone missing. And he slams like this huge, heavy keychain down. It's like big old ring of keys. I don't know what they might be looking for. Um, in the interest of information, as I'm sure you know, Promethea often uh, transports cargo, be it for other cities. We often take prisoners from the Isles over to Thistlewood. Uh, there are a number of high-value prisoners on board currently. So, I suppose it's possible by your logic they might be wanting to release one of them. We also transport artifacts that we know very little about other than what we're told. We obviously do checks, but that's about all we know. I don't, as far as I'm aware, have any world-ending keys. But, what would you suggest? I leave my civilians here in Mordothak and allow the Harbingers to attempt to attack on Promethea? If your civilians are, as you say, civilians, I don't think having them here for an attack would be the right move. However, they are your civilians, not mine. Mm -hmm. As mm -hmm. for the mention of prisoners, I would like to see uh, an, uh, a list of what your prisoners are here for. Uh, I am actually from Thistlewood, uh, so I think this is quite important for me to look over this. I think if any of them have Harbinger ties, uh, it would be important to especially focus on them. Uh, as for the keys that you may or not have, and the artifacts that you may or may not have, I would like to look over your artifacts and see uh, what they are. If any of them are not key-shaped, it does not mean they are not a key. Um, I also think that there is an important uh, fact, which is that Promethea is neutral. And I know that that has stood for a long time. Is there any way that Promethea would be in possession of something that uh, 
multiple places deemed necessary mm. to have a neutral ground, perhaps a key to some important aspect of a city uh, or a key to a city in general. Uh, if they do not have that, uh, that is uh, all right. It's just I'm trying to cover all of my bases. Uh, there are forces at work that are dangerous, and it is important to make sure that every aspect is checked. Naturally. Uh, and he, he produces, like, two <laughs> scroll cases, uncaps them, and slides out the documents, because I do remember you saying Elian wears mm-hmm. pretty traditional Thistlewood important person clothes so just saying i'm from thistlewood wouldn't need any checks when it's like i went to thistlewood and all i got was this stupid robe effectively (laughs) um (laughs) it's quite clear that you're like thistlewood dignitary robes um so he does produce the documents also for people listening there's a very particular reason i'm not asking for a huge amount of checks is because sometimes if people are just doing really good at stuff, it's nice to just not ask for a check, you know? Just roll with the play instead of rolling for the role play. Um, <laughs> that's why there was only one persuasion check for the council. Um, there's also like, if there's a reason to believe you as well, like, anyway, um, <laughs> you do see there's a list of uh, prisoners um, being held below deck. Um, Scanning down the list, there are multiple heretics being transferred to Thistlewood for questioning. Um, There was an attempted assassination on Lord Darkseeker, and that guy is being taken to Thistlewood for very harsh sentencing. (laughs) Um mostly is like heretic being sent to Thistlewood to determine the degree of the heresy and all of that (laughs) Um, because in a lot of places on the Halidor Isles it's a lot more lenient Um, there are three prisoners who have been detained for the use of high level spells without a license in Dragon's End um, and it's it's dated actually a few days before you guys got to Dragon's End, which is probably something that would have caught your eye. Um, and like, there's a couple of dates shown. So it's like they arrived in Mordothak for holding. They were boarded onto Promethea on this day, and now they're being taken to Thistlewood, hopefully to arrive by this day. Um, it's all very well kept. No mention of harbingers. Um, as the captain says, the Harbingers in and of themselves aren't necessarily a huge conspiracy. Um, I mean, there is just this war going on between those three factions. It's not like much of them do anything out of the ordinary. I did hear there was a strange splinter cell of them did attack Dragon's End recently, so I appreciate the concern. Um, and Per your request, here is our current list of artifacts. Um, And there's a whole bunch of just, like, generic stuff of, like, magical bow that needs identifying. Magical weapon needs identifying. Um, There is aero crystal focusing lens 
for a cannon on Azif. Um, which town is it being shipped for? Oh god, my notes are all over the place. Um, <laughs> there is a focusing lens being shipped to Azif for Dark Hallow, um, for their ether cannon. There are ether cannon repair parts being shipped. Um, there is just generic, like, magical gem needs identifying and, like, all of this kind of stuff of, like, it's a bit too powerful for us to figure out what it is and also we don't want it super nearby. And then there's <laughs> sword needs decursing in, like, big red letters. <laughs> so it's being sent to Thistlewood for decursing. Um, which, of course, is very important. <laughs> um, there is some uh, artifacts which have been dug up recently from dig sites on the Halidor Isles by this group called the Relics and Remnants Guild, which are being transported over to Faltis. Uh, to be added to collections, um, and there's there's a few mentioned on there. There's a helmet, there's a goblet, um, multiple rocks <laughs> that just seemed important, a couple of rocks that gave off magical auras. Um, that's the general gist of the list. Yeah, okay, I just took a bunch of notes, so... I'm glad. All right. Um, so then I guess uh, seeing that this is like where, you know, I like read all of these over uh, and then I will, uh, you know, make mental notes of like all of those things um, <laughs> as well as probably take some physical notes on the more like specific stuff like the dragon's end yeah. people um, and stuff like that. And then I would look back at the captain. This is all leading towards Gunnock taking the keen mind feat. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I uh, look up at the captain and uh, I would just ask, uh, so how long are you planning to be stopped at Mordothak? When do you plan on departing? We were planning on early tomorrow, but if a city-wide evacuation could be done, we could probably get it done by the latter part of tomorrow afternoon, if we start now. Well, I personally would recommend that. Um, I understand your distrust of leaving your people in another city, but I am worried about the attack on Promethea. The note that I gave you mentions nothing of an attack on Mordothak, and therefore I would imagine, at least at the moment, Mordothak might be safe. I think you are... You would be wise to accept help from Mordothak if they are willing to give it. If they were to send a legion of their guards to assist you in this matter of evacuating the city, of escorting your citizens out, I think you would be wise to take them up on that offer. 
Makes sense. Uh, sorry, did you you gave your name to him at the beginning, right? Yes. I swear you did. Yeah. Cool. I did not ask for. <laughs> well, his, otherwise, right uh, now he'd be like, "Sorry, what's your name again?" <laughs> so I I'll, uh, hope that this will help you to uh, rebuff these uh, attackers. Um, if I could have your name, I'm sorry. I, pleasantries were kind of at the back of my mind in a situation like this. It's uh, it's quite all right. My name is just loading because OneNote has gone unresponsive. Just loading. It's uh, short for something. I'll tell you what it's short for in a minute. <laughs> what an interesting name. You humans have such weird names. <laughs> Captain Sigmund. Well, Captain Sigmund, I hope that we can continue to work together to halt this uh, harbinger offshoot in their tracks before they hurt anyone. Uh, my acquaintances will be arriving shortly to board your city as well, uh, and myself and they will uh, do our own investigation, and of course I will keep you in the loop if we find anything uh, untoward. Be sure that you do. Uh, we have uh, a large force uh, allowed to us by the Horned Legion. They make up most of our defenses. Do I tell them business as usual and just pretend like they're still guarding the city and give the Harbingers this air of normality? Yes, I... Or do I tell them, be on high alert and let the Harbingers know? I think it would be best if you could keep some semblance of normalcy. I mean, evacuating a city is going to kind of uh, give them a, a hint that something is going on. Um, if you could think of a way to make that uh, some sort of... We have procedures. Yes. And he, like, gives you a wry grin. Well, uh, yes, I would. I don't know whether we should trust the Horned Legion or not. I, I have not had very much experience with them, but uh, your guards outside seem rather fine. So I imagine they are okay, but I, I'm not sure where these offshoot harbingers are hiding. They could be hiding among the people, among the guards, and I'm not sure who to trust. So, Well, if they've snuck on board, it's likely that they're in one of the lower decks. I say we leave them to it, we get to our evacuation, and when they eventually decide to show their faces, <laughs> we fuck them up. So aptly put, yes. Uh, perhaps I will see you when we are both fucking them up. <laughs> Very well, and he kind of, like, sticks out a hand for, like, the forearm shake, leans across the table. I, uh, I do not, like, reach a hand out to shake. I just nod, um, and then head out. Oh, so much drama building. Okay. <laughs> you hear, like, a dick. 
as you're leaving. <laughs> um, and with that, and as Elian starts to head back, presumably towards the floating disc, and Yuri, Ethan, and Mary reach the floor of the dragon's lair, and Seth has reached the floating disc up to Promethea, <laughs> we shall end the session. <laughs> Good stuff, Jared. Thank you. That was awesome uh -huh. stuff. Jared is literally going to be the reason nothing, like, <laughs> that the war stops. <laughs> the rest of us idiots I... are doing our own thing. And Jared's like, right. fine, I got it, guys. I love having somebody else take the responsible role. Great. <laughs> Jared's punching his friends in the face and Gunnark's trying to stop a war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I usually don't play this kind of, like, political intrigue role, but... I'm kind of here for it. It's been a vibe. Yeah, it's really good, man. You're killing it, dude. You're yeah, you, it. yeah, it's been fun. You're playing this shit. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, the easiest way to find all of our links is at practicalheroes.com. Please consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash practicalheroes to help us to continue to deliver awesome content and start to raise production quality. All money goes straight back into our shows. If you're hungry for more Practical Heroes D&D, why not check out our weekly livestream on Fridays at 9pm EST, Voldonia by Starlight, over on Twitch and YouTube. That's all for now, remember to share us with your friends, and we'll see you next time.